Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 75 of Beer Talks 14. Right now, we're at the my hometown, my guest's hometown, the city of Long Beach. And I have a very special guest, my boy, Chano. He has a home brewer called Hummings Birds Hop. Slayer, man. What's up, man? What's up, bro? How's it going? Chilling, dude. I know it's a little hot right now. We're 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 at his place, it's but uh, it's a little warm, and uh, we try to make this work, you know, with the scheduling and stuff. But um, I'm glad that I have my boy on and stuff like that. How you been, man? Been good, been good, man. I mean, yeah, definitely schedule, schedule it's wise. Hard. Yeah, you. I mean, you do night shift, and then you I work during the day, so it's like yeah. Figuring out where we meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I'm glad that um, I'm, I'm having the opportunity to, you know, hang out with you. A long time ago, we were yeah. doing this before on the opposing end when I was trying to do my own podcast. You want to talk about that one first? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's a funny story. I, mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I barely remember. I remember we were pretty hammered. We were hammered. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember that you want, you were doing a podcast. Yeah. And um, you invited me to your place. You had your sound guy, and we were just drinking, talking about man. That that was like the last episode. Yeah, it was, and I I still have it. I could I could find. It. I gotta go in my archives, like in my turret bike. Uh, but like, dude, I what was it? I, I'm trying to remember. It was just kind of like bringing in people from Long Beach. Yeah. But you just have this ability of documenting Long Beach, documenting your experiences, your hobbies, or not your hobbies, your passion, bro. It's like. You have a passion and it's seen like and like mm-hmm. the ability how you you know promote and share it like i was like oh, i gotta get this guy in here and just talk to him and see what's up and yeah i mean i think we met on ig i hit you up because eddie DM. bravo yeah eddie that's what it was i was like how do you know eddie bravo because he like, followed me yeah he was following you and i was like this guy like so i thought you did jujitsu no like, like <laughs> no <laughs> he just liked me because he's like he so i think back in the day he said dm me like i like your funny stories back yeah, in the see, day see and that's what kind of captivated me as well so i was like i gotta hit this guy up because uh at that time i was taking my kids to 10th planet right oh here in and long, long beach? beach yeah oh, that one huh? yeah i was gonna go there i wanted to go there yeah but i wanted to then i was like Ugh, you know I just, you, well I'm, I'm gonna no i'm gonna i'm gonna freaking do it is this that the timing you know and doing these crappier episodes, I told my girls, like, once all these episodes are done, I want to get back to work, getting yeah. back in shape. Oh, dude, yeah, dude. Getting back in shape, like, tell me about it. That, I, maybe that's one of the reasons why, like, sometimes I'm like, I'm not ready for photos yet. I'm not ready for, like, the double chin. You want to be cut up. I mean, at least just bring me back to, like, after high school body. But, yeah, yeah I got the dad bod, which uh, Thor made it popular. In, <laughs> oh, back to all the end. In, oh, in, yeah. In, yeah. I like, like that. That's... He brought it in, so I'm ready for summer now. I got the dab on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but for real, though, like, uh, um, if you want to and want to try, like, and get a feel for jujitsu, like, I yeah. can get you in at our academy, the academy that I go to, yeah. neutral grounds in Signal Hill. Yeah, I see um, that one, yeah. And I could get you in there for free, at least to do a class, or we could talk to my professor, Ivaldo, and just see, like, you mm-hmm. know, how how you like it, but that's with the key. Um, Tenth Planet is no gi, and they're awesome over there. Is uh, it what, what's the difference? Is it is it good to have gi or no gi? You know, they're like anything like in brewery world and in any industry and in any niche, like there is opinions and everyone's gonna have an opinion. And um, so with gi is like the traditional way of doing it. It's uh you you have 
like basically like a karate suit yeah. and utilize like grabbing the sleeves um grabbing like the lapel which could be a shirt yeah like everybody no one's walking around naked right so like you can definitely grab somebody's shirt and utilize some of the chokes mm-hmm. with nogi it's the same thing too like somebody's not wearing a jacket but they're wearing a shirt you could do some of the same moves you're mm-hmm. learning how to grab somebody's wrist mm-hmm. their neck keep pulling them down you do you know various like it's just various moves like but like to think about like jujitsu i guess like both of them have the same it's this same concept basically like the same idea you're trying to yeah. pass the guard get you know get the opponent in at least some form of side control and then dominate make him feel uncomfortable and make him or her accept the submission and it's not about it's, and it's not about the weight size you know with a big guy against a little guy well like so where i go my professors always and i'm not a guru and i'm not a master and i'm just like a, i'm a blue belt so mm-hmm. uh, i'm still i still got a long road ahead of me mm-hmm. and i like what i love about it is that it humbles me i roll with like tall guys skinny guys shorter guys and like lighter people i, I roll with uh this this girl lady michelle who's like tapped me out multiple times and she's a purple belt really and it's it's the knowing the technique knowing the skills how to you know you use the the art to your advantage so um jujitsu is like it's called the gentle art i guess it translates to the gentle art of kicking your ass um so like you're using the body like that person's uh body against them so like it the idea is that you're gonna end up maybe or potentially you may fall on the floor or you may have to defend yourself in a way where automatically you're breaking a wrist you're breaking the elbow the shoulder it's it's quick it's a it's like a snake just like blah you're you're snapping at someone but with um what i've learned so far it's kind of been like a a mixture of self-defense and tournament styles there's like with every art there's like levels and tiers you know and i i enjoyed it and 10th planet like i again like my kids were going there and i they liked it i enjoyed it as well um Mm -hmm. shout out to geo the coach out there and um I forgot the other guy's name, but Gio, I remember because he was my son's coach and, you know, good guy. He knows what he was doing. Um, 10th Planet has, you know, good rapport. Um, they've taken out, you know, certain individuals that made, that brought them up and they're yeah. doing great. And I mean, it's a, it's just an art. It's a good thing. Like, bro, like staying active is good. Like I try to go for walks to stay active, even just to walk like from here to the freaking farmer's market. Yeah. Uh, going for a little mini run. Um, I dude, I got Gold's Gym membership, and I've probably been there this year. Like the one on Fourth Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I've only been there. I could count the times I've been there. Maybe my hand. Like it's, it sucks. I I don't even know why I fucking committed to that when, it's we're busy. I'm busy with hobbies. Yeah, family man, three kids, a wife, work full time job, and yeah. you know doing jujitsu and trying. You, we're in my garage right now, right? Like my garage right now. This is like. I saw a meme the other day, standard dad garage, and it was like <laughs> a freaking garage. That I was like, dude, that garage is well organized. And this shit, like, I'm trying to get it there. Like, if you can see it's somewhat organized. I got the bikes yeah. hanging. Got the American flag. I want to get a Mexican flag right here. Yeah. And an Argentinian flag. Argentina? Um, yeah, Argentina. My dad's Argentinian. Okay. Um, his dad's Italian. Um, oh, shit. My mom's Mexican. Her dad's Mexican from Sinaloa. Hua. Hua. And, um, yeah, my wife's from, you know, like, uh, she was born and raised in Monterrey. Or 
her family's from Guanajuato and like oh that's where yeah, my that's yeah, where yeah, my, my grandpa and my dad yeah so like you know just uh, the garage thing is kind of the space is coming along it's like you know I try to have it look like a brewery a little bit but it's it's tough when you know you got boogie boards because you my kids like to go to the beach they got skimboards they like got bikes I got my toolbox and just like it you know all the things we mm-hmm. we just carry along through through life and it's here and um mm-hmm. i've uh i think i don't know i, I gotta i gotta invite you one day when i do a, a brewery session i um, see like uh, on your thing on your stories that yeah. you know like when you have i don't know if it's on saturdays or sundays mm-hmm. you do all this when you have downtime you do start making your beers yeah normally um as home brewer so i'm i'm a long beach home brewers club uh, yeah I'm, I'm a member i joined last year for the first time i went there uh with my buddy john gibbs who's actually he's I guess you can say he's a uh, like the co co brewer like you know he he helps me brew. Um, I don't like doing the assistant brewer because he's he's more than that. That guy is like really talented, super artistic, and um, I feel like uh, when we he kind of brought me into the the craft scene. Like I thought, you know, like when you think about like what was your first beer? Like what's the first craft beer that you think about? My first craft beer has to be an arrogant bastard. Arrogant bastard. See, yeah. for me, when I think even craft beer, like my first one, I think it was like, I thought it was Newcastle. I was like, oh yeah, like, oh Newcastle. Like what is this? Ah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Newcastle. Yeah, that was then, mine. Right, and then it was like Newcastle. What is this brown ale? I was like, this is different. Like, cause you, I was kind of accustomed to, like when I was younger, and we'll go to Mexico, like um, by Mexicali. Yeah. Like uh, we would get like tecates and get fucking kawamas, you know, and like go get kawamas. Like I think we'll get like a a whole pack of kawamas for like holidays. Yeah. And it was probably like, I don't know, like 16 or 15 in, in a box. Yeah. And I was about, I don't know, I remember 14, 15 and my grand, grandfather, my uncles, they'll be like, here you go. Take a, take one for yourself at 15. They, they saw no, nothing wrong with it. And it's like, even my mom, the minute we crossed that border, like something happened to my mom where like a switch went off. Like she'll take the, her seatbelt off almost like, Take the seat below. We're in Mexico. I'm home in the motherland. You know, I'm just going to relax. <laughs> we're good. We're home. We're safe. And uh-huh. we were with family. She has 16. She's a, a, the oldest of 16 brothers and sisters. So That's a lot of sex. That's <laughs> definitely a lot of sex. Like, it, it runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, like, um, a lot. We have a big family. We That's have, good. Like, I, I stopped at three kids. But I'm sure, like, if I would have never, you know, stopped. Um, I fixed myself. I think that's a that's a smart thing to do. Tied it or burned it? <laughs> uh, they do, you know, they they do a little, they yeah. do an incision, they cut it yeah. and tie it and cauterize, seal that shit, yeah. bro. We're done. Yeah, like, I, I do recommend that for you guys out there listening. Like, if you haven't done it, do it. You think you'll be happy? Like, dude, you could come anywhere. You ain't getting shit pregnant. You're fine. Come on, there's fine. a lot of guys who have their their pullout games whack. Yeah, their pullout games whack, or their girls are like, I'm giving you these many kids. You know, you go get fixed and they don't want to go because they're kind of dreading. It's, kinda, it's like going to the dentist. Just get it. Get it done. Get it done. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's just a yeah. tug and everything. Yeah. I was, I'm not going to lie. I'll be fully trans. I was scared. I did not want to go. I was like, dang, like, what are they going to do? Like, it's going to hurt. And, but not like, um, I think it's legit. And, but like thinking about like the family and the beer, like, you know, Tecate, um, going back to that, Tecate was kind of like one of the first beer that I had. In Mexico and then coming like here in the United States it was like definitely like you know it was like Bud Light or Tecate yeah. and uh, Modelo and 
now it's like I remember when I had my brother-in-law bought like a pack. I think my brother-in-law said I don't remember people had like Guinness, and Guinness was like what the heck is this dark brown yeah. beer? And it was like it was a bottle. I don't know if you remember the Guinness bottle, but it was a bottle. It was like it had like a little inside like this carbonation tube or something like it was shake like the minute you popped it it had something inside uh-huh. i don't know if you remember that but like uh-uh. in high school like me and my buddies used to drink um guinness and it had like some i was like dude this is strong beer. was it extra stout there's two different was... kind there's one with the with the regular guinness and there's one with the extra stout to one. be honest i don't even i don't remember i just yeah. know that it had this like Something inside it. It looked like a tampon. I don't know, like a string. But yeah, like it, that, that was kind of like the beginning of my craft world. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess there's different beers out there. And like, I remember drinking IPAs and it was like, I didn't have the palate for it or like the taste. Like, it was like, yeah. it was like oh, it was, this is strong. Like, strong. And, but like, my buddy, um, going back to now, my buddy John, he, you know, like he like we we used to be coworkers. He transitioned. He went to um actually to Silicon Valley, and then now he's back in in Long Beach. He's in LA, like South Central area, but he's trying to get back to Long Beach. I forgot a Long Beach tattoo. So LA tattoo. He's like he loves you know he's a New Jersey guy, so he loves this area, and like he's trying to. Me and him are trying to like maybe one day make something out of this, but he's currently yeah. actually working as a like or what is it a barkeep at uh at 10 mile at the steelcraft oh oh the one over there in bellflower yeah but he yeah so he says steelcraft and then he shifts also to like the signal hill location and yeah. um he just started literally like probably last month yeah um but like him and i just uh on weekends man like when we find the time we we've been brewing and you see those two kegs right there yeah uh, on the floor just standing there um, yeah that was uh, a hazy IPA that I made, oh. and I made it with uh, my buddy Ben Wilson's uh, recipe. And this guy is, you know, he knows his stuff. He knows his craft. He had some of his beer um, at the, I think it was the OC, the IPA Classic or something like that. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like I'm barely dipping my toes into what the hazies. Um, nah, man, I'll just into the brewery, into this culture. You know, it's like it's a culture. It's like definitely like. I hear and I see. I'm, I like to observe what's going on. And yeah. Like, people quickly, it's like the, I don't know, you know, like with the iPhones and the Androids, like, yeah. oh, Amf- iPhones suck, Androids suck. Yeah. No, this is better. So, it's like with beer, like, hazy IPAs, people were hating on them for a while, you know, like, West Coast IPA seems to be, like, something really popular out here, like, sours, like, it just seemed like people were not happy. Even, like, remember, like, even glitter glitter beers were, like, supposedly a thing? I don't even know what? if that's a real thing. I never but, heard of that. Yeah, glitter beer. Glitter uh-huh. Songs, like, I never um, heard just, of that. Just, like, hearing things, like, everybody just... I'm curious about, like, even... Okay, so right now, I guess, like, what we're hearing, what I'm... What's trending or what I seem to have just currently started to pay attention to, because um, I think it was already... It's been happening already for a while. It's slushy. Like, the slushy beer. I think King's has it. King's Monkish. Monkish has has one too and i was out there this today like like i told you i was uh, oh I, I had a slush i have a slushy beer from king's brewery i should have it it's all good it's all good um but yeah like it's supposed to be like basically like an ic you know like ic and it's a it's beer and like that's that's new to me but like you hear like when you're on social media you see people like hating on that beer right so like mm-hmm. um i saw that a lot with basically like i took this recipe as you can tell, I'm everywhere. My stories are fucking elaborate. Um, 
this hazy IPA recipe, which was actually a two, but let's say it was a two gallon recipe and I made a 10 gallon. So I should have actually quadrupled it. Uh -huh. So instead of doing like, so say that the recipe had five pounds of grain instead of doing five, like 10 pounds, I should have done 20, but I did like 10 and it ended up being like a session IPA, but I don't know what happened actually. Like, um, something I did not clean my my buckets right I don't know what I did I, I've heard it's like yeast the yeast can cause it but the 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 beer tastes a little sour it has this green apple smell and I forgot the name or what it what it's called like what that acetaldehyde uh -huh. something like that um see like I'm telling you I'm dipping my toes in this shit yeah 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 um, so it's like that it had this interesting very interesting smell and and taste but um, but did it smell good or it smelled bad uh well i mean so the book that i use i use like the home brewer's guide yeah it's like uh i'm drawing a blank on his name but he's like one of the gurus or the main guys that started this yeah. uh this book that a lot of people follow especially home brewers like when you first start doing it yeah okay. well not everybody some guys like i know you're gonna have a uh, big boy uh, David from Big Boys and his homie. Yeah. Um, he said he's never really used like resort, like not resources, but like books. He's like self-taught, you know, and that's like that's badass because you know I, I love that. Like you, that's kind of like how a lot of people learn too, like by action and just. But look, like by you, learn, by like looking, yeah. like you observe and study. Yeah. And he's like, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. But you're like, okay, like this batch was okay. You know what? Next time I'll use more batches. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was called a celdehyde. Um, but what he, that's how he's learning. Like, for me, like, I think the way that I learned was because I saw Steinfillers. Yeah. I saw Steinfillers in, in Long Beach right there, North Long Beach by the, the Long Beach Exchange, where Bottlecraft is, or what is it yes. called? Yes. Oh, yeah, right here, right here on Lakewood? The airport, yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Lakewood. Yeah. And, well, that's where, our, that's where we do our Long, Long Beach Homebrewers Club meeting. Oh, it's right there by Jack in the Box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Right there by that liquor store. Yep. Was it Happy's? I don't know the name of the liquor store. I've been there a lot of times. There's some know. good craft beers there. They do. They have a lot. Um, their water is supposed to be really good too. Like, because they have like a RO system. Um, and the Long Beach homebrewers have actually checked the water. So it's like water is really important to making beer because you, you know, you want water that tastes good so that your beer yeah. could taste good. And then they have like, when they do the RO, the reverse osmosis, they mm -hmm. clean it out pretty good so it doesn't have a lot of like the, any other like, stuff that would bring off flavors so. wait wait till you go to trademarks because their new system is high tech what do they got they got these new machines waters like they, they want to do like try to save water much as they can so they try to say that they don't they, they don't want to waste a lot of water on beers and all that yeah. it has to be like what like five gallons the most they waste for a whole day but like you know with the whole system what they're doing is so state-of-the-art yeah I don't know which one, which beer you want to try. You want to try the pineapple one? <laughs> which one you said? Which pineapple one? one. This one? No, the yellow one. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow like the pineapple? Yeah. Shouts to my, my boy Sandbox Brewery. Uh, we're trying their uh, fruit box. They have a pineapple. Pineapple's good with, uh, with pizza. That's pretty good. Sandbox. And uh, also, they're going to have a one-year anniversary um, on Saturday. It's... Uh, it's pretty good. That's a sour beer, and uh, I'm very. It's hard for sour beers, but man, they made it pretty good. And that was our first batch, and it came out really, really good. Wait, now, um, 
I was listening to one of your podcasts and it says that some of the beers you gotta flip it. Was flip this it up. One of these. Yeah, yeah. I flipped it upside down. Okay, so I yeah. didn't fuck up. No, okay. I flipped it up. I flip. I put. I put them upside down, and when I'm done, I roll it back and forth because the sediments in the bottom. And uh, you know, and everything. So I try to do whatever I can because you, if you can tell about the sediment, if it's you can even see it right now when I poured it at uh, the end. Uh huh. It seemed like the the last drops were kind of a little bit more yeah hazier yeah. That's I I you know what I didn't even know that. See, I learned something in your podcast. I was yeah. like listening to your stuff. I forgot yeah. the legend. You were talking to the legend. Oh, John Simcoe. He's the yeah. oh the legend. Oh, John Joe Simcoe. Yeah. He's best friends with IP IP a lot. Uh-huh. And they go in with all that stuff with the pretzels, with the upside down, and it will tell you. Um, I don't know if it tells you on the side, but it would. Some of the beers will tell you the beer will put upside down. Yes, right there. Oh, okay. That when it tells you that, you have to put the beer upside down so the sediment can come down and you can mix it up. So mm-hmm. once you're done, you put the beer upside down. Then when you want to open it and pop it, you roll it back and forth and stuff to get all the flavors and mix it all around. Then you pour it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. You're not messing with me, right? I'm not I, messing I with you. I never heard that. Yeah. I, when I heard it in your show, I was like, damn, I, have I been doing it wrong? Yeah. So with any certain beers, like if you see the one, the beers that says upside down, mm-hmm. put it upside down. Okay. Because okay. all the sediment with the sours or any of the hazies and all that, the sediment's in the bottom. So you have to put it upside down so the sediment so can the, come down. Yeah, yeah. The yeast, some of the yeast maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So try it out, man. La levadura. Cheers, man. All right. Cheers, bro. Oh, that's just my life. Ah, so good. Mmm. That's good, man. It's a blonde. And you know what? I'm not a fan of blondes a lot. That's a good. It could taste like a dose pineapple. Yeah. Dude, this is juicy. Mm-hmm. It's good. Fruit box. Yeah. Hey, shout outs to Sandbox. I, Where are they at? They're from Montclair, California. Montclair. Yeah. I see, Um, I think it was... Uh, I see. I've seen. I definitely seen them a lot through like the, like. I think maybe it was like Beer Thug Life or. Yeah, he yeah. did a Hasteca over there. Okay, that's. They were here in Long Beach one time for an event, but their their beer their beers are coming up. Yeah. And uh, they've only been open for one year. Okay. And. Um, one year. One year, and uh, they don't have the equipment, but it's three guys. They they work together at the brewery. They're only open Friday through Sunday. And at the same time, from Monday through Thursday, they work their same jobs. I don't, you know, and they all work together. And one of the guys, uh, he used to live in Long Beach and he yeah. moved out there. So he's uh, coming up with some good stuff, you know. And uh, they, they, that's for where I live in Long Beach. A lot of the times the breweries, I know I've been to all the breweries, but I've been coming to, going to the Inland Empire a lot. You do see like um, some sort of particles on the on You the see glass. it? Yeah. You see that right there? Yeah. Yeah. Whereabouts in Long Beach do you stay at? Uh, well, right, right there, right here, by like 10th and Cherry. 10th and Cherry? Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And why, why beer for you, man? Why, why, uh, like, I, I don't was it always, uh, the beer scene for you? I, I like, even, like, when I was following you on Instagram, I, I felt like the, like, you, we were either both getting into it, like, taking a ramp into the, yeah. in, into the brewery world, and it's uh-huh. like, all of a sudden, like, I just, I felt like. You know, even after that that podcast that we did when we were trying to do, <laughs> I got yeah. I think yeah, in a way, like I was kind of thinking like, should I do a podcast? And when you invited me, yeah. Then I think like a month later, when did we do the podcast? Was it in August? 
bro, I can't. Yeah. No clue. That's when I, I think after like a month later, I think I remember it's a month later we started the podcast. Yeah. Then I started mine. Then I was trying to find my way. Then, yeah. Then a year after that, like on the first of two years ago or a year ago, that's when I started getting guesses and. And my me and my girl were thinking like, what are you gonna do now? Like you already have guesses. Like you know what? I want to put a big ass project for craft beer people. Mm-hmm. So I want to have homebrewers. I yeah. want to have social media guesses who are killing in the craft beer scene, uh, breweries. You know, beer talks like how we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to put together because I want people to know when we when when it comes to beers, we all come as one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to do and. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you on because you're a local guy and you're home brewer and you know about beers and you're getting you're, you're getting there. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, it definitely connects people and I and I've yeah. seen it. Um, I I uh, so I was at uh, Beachwood and one like it was interesting. Like I was just chilling right there with my with my coworkers too. Yeah. and well, one of them was John, who is like, you know. He's also part of the um, Hummingbird Hop Slayer. Yeah. And the other one was a, a buddy, Calvin. And we're all just kept kicking out, kicking it. And Calvin's, uh, you know, he's African-American, uh, black. And John is uh, white, ginger from New Jersey. And I am, you know, Hispanic or Latino. Yeah. You know, and this, this white guy comes to us and he's like, dude, like, who, like at the bar he's like who are you guys like you guys just seem like a cool bunch like you know like I want to hang out with you guys and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Was like right I was like first well, of all how often do you hear that shit yeah not not a lot like normally you hear you hear other stuff but like I was thinking like oh shit like kind of how should I take this like are you assuming I don't know what we think like it was just in, it was I never experienced that but it was like we're at a brewery so you know we're like the common denominator is like we're all drinking a beer. And yeah. Like, yeah. What's up, man? What's your name? Like, la la la. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, like he's saying, like my group is really diverse. He goes, my my um my friends, like I, my my friends Asian, and then I have another friend that different culture. I can't remember what he said, but uh, a few uh, like minutes later after we were chopping it up, his friend showed up, and it was like this culture clash, like this. Asian guy, then this other, I, I, I don't know what he was, um, and then his brother, who was definitely Caucasian, and we're just talking, and it's like, I feel like, um, you know, definitely beer is, is, has the power to be, like, the catalyst for that change, like, to yeah. bring people together, and I, I hear, I hear a lot of people just talking about how, you know, like, they're using it for, to create a cultural, like, a, a shift, like, yeah, equity, also, like, um, you know, like, Today I went to Monkish and um, my buddy was talking about how like Monkish, like the brewer, I guess, like I don't know who that person is, but he's of a different culture too. And like, um, he's just, this guy has a lot of knowledge and he was just sharing how, how like a lot of the brewery scenes are like owned primarily by like um, uh, Caucasians or like white people. And um, I was like, all right, cool. But like, I like, like again, like in, in my from my um, professional background, I don't, I don't, I don't know how. I'm not a, like the best person to speak to these points, but like you know, it's like when we talk about like even like white supremacy or like white power, or like you know the um, being a like an influencer for like you know like at work and our job. Like sometimes when we're at work and people say like you got to get it done quickly and like you, it's like they say like that's white dominant culture mm-hmm. and like. 
white dominant culture it shouldn't be like about identifying like a, a group it's just saying about identifying like a a mindset or like not a mind like a like a basically like like a change right so like um there is this white dominant culture in um in the brewery world that i didn't even know until like i kind of started brewing um and like even my friend john who kind of brought that to my attention like i was like oh shit i was ignorant i guess um because like i remember <laughs> i remember the first time even that we went to our to the brewery club like um i made a joke about culture and like i forgot what the joke was but uh my buddy john was like yeah definitely like you know it's good like that we're here because like you know we're, we're you're you're also like creating a diverse community um and it could create an opportunity for yeah me to talk about like my culture and my passion around beer and like if beer can be that the common denominator to just get us closer and help us be like you know more like learn like about other cultures and just be better you know yeah. human beings and and because we all live on the same planet just like i think yeah man I, I think this is a great we're doing a great thing it's just mm-hmm. uh we need to be more informed and even myself like i'm i'm not the person i'm not trying to be an advocate but i just do know that um from what i keep seeing in your post and like what you're trying to do and like yeah. i i do find like a a sense of like um community like a sense of like trying to put people together um yeah. learn more from like each other, other. Uh, yeah each other like each I, other. I heard like you were saying like i guess it was the same podcast i've heard like two three of your podcasts um it's like i said like i'm i haven't really been even like listening to music as much um but like uh like just kind of like the people that you're trying to bring on like to speak like you were saying Hop Galore, which is a... Hops Galore, yeah. She's an African-American. African-American, woman. yeah. Um, Crown Hops is like... I'm going to have them on. Yeah. and, and that, They're, they're going to be the first... They're going to be the first minority or first black to have their own brewery in L.A. In L.A. I, and that's where I was... When I did the podcast with her, I wanted to be confirmed. I wanted yeah. to make sure because I, I, it, they're looking for location, but I want to say it's in Inglewood. I could be wrong. Mm. Yeah, but, no, yeah. It's and, in Inglewood. Yeah. I, yeah. I follow... I follow um, I follow them. They're definitely. I love how like they're they're. I love the way they're like their their campaign or their social media campaign. Like the way they, like yeah. I think about it like that because I I you know I work for a nonprofit, yeah, a national nonprofit, and the way that we try to market ourselves is like we create a campaign. We like this is how we want to push ourselves. So like people are doing that whether they know that they're doing it or not. So like when you promote, like you do have like a campaign too that you're promoting. Like you're. Yeah you're pushing right now and you like the craft scene right yeah. but like as a podcast you could be inspired later be like evolve from craft scene to who knows what just like i want to go more into you know the yeah. fighting scene too like you know ufc that's or, a coincidence because i have been i have a lot of ideas and when you brought fighting um i got a hold of uh, sammy and the punk podcast with josh thompson and you know those guys and mm-hmm. you know one month i'll have comedy one month i'll have mma fighters yeah one month i'll have small businesses one yeah. month i'll have like you said excuse me non-profits yeah just a lot of things and you know and also for next year you know for the gay pride of gays and lesbian like mm-hmm. episodes or podcasts that's when after um when i come back and stuff i have a lot of ideas yeah but with this project of crap your months this is one of the biggest projects I'm I'm putting out as yeah. much as I can to get more love from Harbor, Inland Empire, Long Beach, 
you got LA, you know, you got Bakersfield, like a lot of the areas, yeah. much as I can, so people know, like, oh, this guy's this guy has something. Yeah, you do have something, bro. You have a platform. You have yeah. you have followers. You got people listening, and you have the power to influence, right? And yeah. you're continuing to influence, and um, you know, like even like bringing in your cultural background, you could add that to it, or just like. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, man, it's like the world's your fucking oyster, how they say. Yeah. I don't even know what that shit means, like the world's your oyster, because mm-hmm. um, I really don't. So if somebody could no. elaborate in the comments later and mm-hmm. tell us, like, what does that um, idiom or mean? Like, well, fucking thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Shout out to you, whatever <laughs> you are. Um, but basically, yeah, man, like, you know, you're a father. You got three kids, right? Four kids going on four. I'm gonna have a baby in September. Yeah, so that'll be your fourth one. And that's it, vasectomy yeah. all the way. You get a vasectomy? Hell yeah. Yeah, man. See? Can't, man. Do it. That's too much money, Do man. Do it, man. Don't I'm like, afraid. I'm like, oh, we, oh, I'm going back to work, <laughs> and it's like, when my check is gone. Dude, like, how how do you do that? Like, the whole working nighttime is just for me. Is uh. Yeah. It, it's I'm, I'll be stepping down Like when I come back From baby bonding Stepping down from night shift I don't want to do it no more Oh you don't want to do it Cause I'm a, I'm, it. Some I, I, love I, it I like it And let's get a, caught up On podcasts But knowing the fact I'm going to have a baby I know my girl's going to need me And being a full time father With two boys That are 18 And the other one's 11 Luckily my job is by Like here It's like 10 minutes away mm-hmm. So when I go to work I go to work at 12 I mean 10pm Well it was at 12 But now it's at 10 I'll get up at six thirty, come back home, drop my boys off at school, whatsoever, relax. Well, because of your IG, you work at this is why I know you work at Whole Foods. No, Smart Finals. I mean, no, no, that was back Sprouts. then. Sprouts. That's that way. Smart and Finals. I say, okay, Sprouts. Where's Sprouts? Like where, wherever it's at. There's a whole bunch of them. There's one in Sail Beach, Lakewood. There's like Torrance. There's yeah. a whole bunch of them. Okay, okay, yeah. and um. So are you going to be able to work the day shift? Uh, well, that's what the thing. We're going to see how, once I have the baby, we're going to see how her, him, his sleep is and everything. But sleep's going to be the same as any yeah. baby, bro. It's but I want to be there. Um, in the, I'll work in the daytime time. because I want to be there at night when to yeah. give my, my girl a hand and everything. No, that's you know? good. That's really nice. Yeah. That's yeah. really thoughtful. Um, yeah. My wife would have loved if I was... Awake during the time when she was breastfeeding, but like you know, even yeah. when you wake up, you're there, you're you're cheering them on, but it's like you know, it's kind of like, I mean, maybe the night shift works for you, yeah. And like the baby, like that's when the mom may appreciate it the most. So you stay up at mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. you feed the baby. What are you gonna name your baby boy? Emiliano. Emiliano. That's yeah. We have an Emiliano in our office. So you're gonna call him Emilio. Uh, I don't know. Emmy. <laughs> I don't know. Emmy. This Emiliano. That's middle name. You going for a middle name? I don't. She. I, I don't know why, but she feels like with Mexicans, they have like four last names. They do. They I don't do. know why. I have no reason. Nope. I don't I know. No clue. We're still thinking of a middle name, but she wants a name. Emiliano, Blank, uh, Martinez. Bro, just go crazy with the middle name. Emiliano, Tyrannosaurus, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> or Emiliano, SP. SP. Like ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's how it is and stuff. And, uh, a lot of people tell me, how do you do this? Like, what do you mean? Like, you do overnight, you're a family guy, you have a baby on the way, you do in a podcast, where's your sleep at? You know, sometimes I power nap or this, whatever, but, yeah. you know, as long as you get six to maybe seven hours sleeps, I'm good with that. Four or five hours? Yeah. Dude, I work regular days and I think I get four or five hours. Really? I go to sleep, maybe... 
Okay, so on a good day, I'll go to sleep at 11, 15. And that's maybe on a good day. Yeah. Um, and that's after even, like, work, going to jujitsu. And oh, jujitsu yeah. for me is, like, from 6 to 9 because I take my sons oh, wow. for, for an hour. From over there, huh? Yeah, I, I, I work in Carson. So coming over, it's, like, to Long Beach is not bad. And then get home and have a quick meal or snack and then go to class and then... When I'm in class, like they may stay, is see the shift. The schedules change for especially for kids, depending on where they're at. So summer is different. They'll stay there with my ass all all day, six to nine thirty. So we stay. I I will stay. Then I come home. Then I chill. You know, you get home, you kind of want to like like take a shower, decompress, maybe eat a snack if you didn't eat too much in the like for um for dinner. Um, sometimes like, I'll skip dinner and I go to class and I'm just like, by the time I'm done, I feel like loopy, like kind of like I'm. My, you can feel like your body needs my to rest. Blood sugars, something's going on with it. Um, yeah. And then I take a rinse, shower, then uh, chill, like you know, maybe watch some Netflix or Amazon Prime, and then um, lay down. My ass, like I love, I'm big on video games, and I wish I had like a a PS4, but I just play like I'm hooked on. On phone video game basically so oh, like, yeah. I'll play a couple rounds of like I'm right hook, hooked on Brawl Stars right now uh-huh. so I'll play that that game on it's called Brawl Stars and you know I'll play it chill and then uh, next thing you know it's like 12 15 12 30 1 o'clock yeah and then I wake up at you know like 7 to go to work so what's that do the math it's not that bad 6 hours my god uh, but that's in the summer right now yeah and then in during school year, we got to wake up at 6.30, and then, you know, my wife's a teacher, so she oh, yeah. she has to get up even earlier, because she's getting, she takes a shower, and then get ready, and then go, so, yeah, like, man, sleeping is, it's important, but, like, I feel like, I don't know, you could run on four to five, maybe five to six, you could yeah, do five yeah. to six, I'm sure you do the same, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just depends. I've seen your videos. I like. I've seen you go I'm at night. Like, yeah, late at night to all of a sudden, I'm like, this motherfucker's still awake all day. Like, when did he go to sleep? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like I hear like people that work night shift. It's just a different world too. Like you all see the world at night. Like it's kind of like mm-hmm. when everybody's sleeping. It's just a different. I don't know to function every night, every day. Yeah. Like your 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 clock is different. Like mm-hmm. like even like. I don't know, like, even on your days off, like, what do you do? Sleep during the day, or? Well, like, in my days off, like, I'll drop my son off at school, and I'll sleep, but at the same time, if I'm awake, I'm I'm already posting or promoting my guests and scheduling dates and promoting my stories and the podcast I'm yeah. editing, and, you know, and all that for maybe, what, the most? Three yeah. hours. It's it's a lot, because yeah. like, having two separate accounts and doing all that and relaxing and, you know, getting groceries washing you know the normal life or yeah you know luckily my girls at work and all that stuff you know and everything but yeah yeah that's just how it is yeah that's that's yeah my wife's like did you call me i called <laughs> her a long time ago <laughs> she um so we have a little toddler basically a three-year-old oh the man he's the he's, he runs the play he, he runs, runs the shit yeah he he's the boss so this guy he on he like man like it's scary so we were trying to take the phone away from him, but he loves the phone and he could move. He knows how to like navigate through apps and like he likes using, um, he plays Roblox. He'll play a little bit of Brawl Stars, but he likes to go on, uh, 
on YouTube and watch like Monsters Truck and he did like he knows how to even get there without even typing it anymore. Like he just goes to the search and apparently you know he already has the queue. Okay. So he'll just click on whatever like I don't know if he knows how to read, but whatever looks like Monster Truck, he'll press on it. Genius. And then he starts watching Genius. his his videos and it's like, dude, this kid just he So the downside to that is that I'll give him a call, I'll give, I'll call my wife and he hangs up. He'll pick up and hang up. It's like, what the heck? He'll call, picks up, hang up. So, I I figured out what I got to do. I got to FaceTime. Because when you FaceTime, it's a different ringtone. And, like, I, he already knows that if he hears that ringtone, he's going to see my face. So, he's like, how about... <laughs> like, it's like he's ready for it. So, it's like a different... But, yeah, but like, um, I don't know how we got there. We've, we've digressed a little bit, I guess, maybe, from certain mm-hmm. conversations. But, like, yeah, man, I, I do... Uh, I do appreciate your 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 podcast and your profile and like yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. what you're doing and it's like yeah, yeah. I I just do like I I see your drive and it's like I've shared your podcast with friends before and like other people that actually have coworkers that are trying to start their own podcast. Um, it's hard. It is hard in the yeah. beginning. Like when I first started in the beginning, it was hard because there was a lot of errors. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's. We're, I'm gonna take a break right now. We're gonna get some more beers right now. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? Mega Man here. Um, I I just want to do a uh a couple shout outs and uh do some little plugs. Um, uh, I want to give a shout outs to my boy Julio Trail. He had the Quail Pell Ale. Uh, my my two boys, man, Chinook and Frank from No Father No Problem, and uh, my boy Sergio from Dudes from LA Podcast. Uh, we did a podcast uh last Sunday in East LA, man. We went deep, homeboys. The good, the bad, the ugly. I think we went about three hours. I know he put out part one. Everyone follow No Father No Problem podcast. It's uh, we went pretty deep, and I can't wait to hear uh, maybe if he has a part two or part three. But also, uh, Julio Trail, man, he has a beer called uh, the the Quail Pale Ale. You probably see it around. It's really, really good, guys. Um, also, my boy Serger from uh, Deuce from LA Podcast, man, he just he's bringing the heat. I love um his story and um. Here in the last episode he did, now I know why. If you hear his story, I will promote it. Um, you know, Death of an Eagle, it made a lot of sense. And um, that was by far one of the most touching stories I've ever heard in my life. And um, it was very, very um, interesting to hear. And, and it, was, it kind of, uh, it's a motivation um, because down the road, when you keep on doing the podcast, you know, little by little, people are going to be holding you down or talking negative and stuff. All you have to do is be like deaf ears and not hear the situations, not hear the drama, not hear what people say about your podcast or this or whatsoever. And it made a lot of sense. Just stick with the path, follow it. And it, that, that episode was, uh, Sujo man, that episode kicked ass, and um, also, um, you know, 
shout outs to um craft culture usa you know um hummingbird hop slayer hops galore you know big boys brewery all these episodes are going to be coming up um i don't know if you guys know this um i'm going to take a week and a half off um lately i just been a little sick my voice is really messed up um i have to make a doctor's appointments um there were a lot of guesses i had to reschedule um there are certain guesses i have to get it um their episode um because i i don't know when i'm gonna have that that person on again so i have to do those but um lately um my throat's been really messed up guys and um the scary thing is um um just to let you guys know um when i go to sleep guys uh I have like I I feel like I have a lot of fluid in my throat and a lot of the times um, when I sleep I wake up like I have panic attacks because um, there's a lot of times where the fluid is stuck in my throat and I f- it feels like I'm choking on, on my own saliva on, on the own liquid and there's a lot of times where there's something wrong um, a couple weeks ago I was really really sick and I have my throat has hasn't been the same so um I have to schedule um a doctor's appointment but luckily that I have a lot of episodes out I'm gonna put those but I have to really take care of my throat because I mean I, I get worried you know there's something something's not right so it's um I don't know what the sickness but it really messed up my throat and um it's hard for me to sleep sometimes because sometimes I have to um, lay down in a certain way or whatever. And when I do, I have to have uh, a couple of water bottles um, every time I sleep because there's going to be times where the fluid would be stuck. And some and a lot of the times that um, I need a water bottle to drink to kind of like push it down and stuff. And uh, it's it's, it's kind of scary, guys. So uh, um, I'm going to go to the doctor and, and check um, why the flu is still stuck right in the middle of my throat where it's hard for me to eat also. So, um, yeah, I have to see uh, what's been going on. But you know what? Um, I'm okay, everyone. Don't even worry. You know, it's just maybe it's something a little minor. I cross my fingers and pray. But, uh, yeah. But everything else, guys, you know, the the podcast is going strong. Um, I know I'm going to take a couple weeks off also. Um, you know, Mega Man needs a little break. You know, I mean, I get a lot of DMs from all you guys. Um, they can tell that I'm really, really exhausted. Um, there was a time, you know, there is times every day um, I'm doing a, a podcast episode every day. And a lot of people ask me, what do you get from it? Are you getting paid or are you I mean when is the are you gonna get compensated and this and stuff like that and a lot of people think like are you gonna keep on doing it and and are you, are you ever gonna make money down the road I don't want to think about money I just want to put out the best content as I can you know having the guests having the best guesses I bring on the Mega Man's podcast and I want to stay consistent and you know, I, maybe one day down the road, I'll get a lot of sponsors or 
the money will be coming in. But uh, you just have to stay on the grind, you know. I mean, there was a lot of times, you know, here the Joe Rogan's podcast, he didn't make a lot of money until a couple years ago. And but he have to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, and and sooner or later, you know, there's there's gonna be a knock at the door, you know, like hey, Stephen, I want to st- I want to help your podcast, I want to invest in your podcast, I I want to sponsor you and this and stuff like that. So there's always stuff down the road, and you know, like to me, I have a family, and you know, and when I travel and stuff, I mean, a lot of people ask me, what do you get out of it? You know, if, if you're not bringing no money back home. I just, to me, I, this is my love. This is, this is my passion. This is what I do. This, to me, when I t- always tell this story, podcast saved my life. And I would rather be um, doing podcasts than, out, than to be out acting like a fool or getting to mischief or this or whatsoever. So to me, doing the podcast keeps me very, very grounded and, uh, I always say, um, what's the three things I cherish? You know, family, you know, beer, and podcasts. And, um, yeah, so that's what I do. I just, I do it for the love, you know. And uh, you always want to try to keep something to, you want to have something where people can remember you as. Um, To me, I'm doing this for me. But also, I'm doing this for my family. So when my kids grow up, you know, um, Gavin, uh, my son Alex, my daughter Luna, uh, my newborn Emiliano, which I will be seeing him in September. I want them to know that their dad did something good. And that's why I do these podcast episodes, because I want their stories to be told. And also... um, before I have, before I go into baby bonding time, I want to do one, two more episodes. I'm going to put together um, the Mega Man's Life Part One through Five because I, I I want a lot of you, a lot of all of you, podcast listeners, new listeners, and everyone and family and friends to understand my story of what I've been through. And I know they're separated here and all that, but I want to put it together. And I want you to know, you know, no one has good lives. We all come through broken homes and this. And But you know what? We pick ourselves back up. You know, we get second chances, you know, redemption. And, uh, you know, we just, you know, make the best of it, you know. And uh, it's not, my episodes are not to be a boy cry wolf or full sorry, but I want all of you to know the struggle that I've been through and where I'm at now and it made me a better person where now I came to realize my relationship with my mom would never be the same it would never be that love where it used to be my love and the situation with my father I'm used to where I know that that father and son will never be there and I, I learned to let that go and also I learned to let go of the a lot of the passes and even with my ex who I have a daughter with I learned situations you know what you can't fix you know and everything 
and you just have to move forward and move forward and and that's the things I had a hard time doing so now because of this podcast hearing people's stories understanding a lot a lot of events of um sorry of um <clears throat> of a lot of stuff that um hearing people's stories hearing different people's podcasts you have to just learn to let go and you can't be holding grudges in this it's like it is what it is um people can't change if they're not going to change why why push them to change if they don't want to so to me i just have to learn to let go now because now knowing what i know now from my past i don't want to be i don't want my kids to end up how I was or or how my mom and dad treated me or how when they get into relationships how there's there's you know people who are just cold-hearted and I don't want my kids to ever go through all those situations so knowing what I know now with the experience I would teach them guidance and tell them don't do this don't do that you know but you just got to do to make the best of it and try to be the best parent possible. But also people who listen to the, my podcast can understand real talk. It's nothing, nothing uh, scripted. It's uh, not, it's unfiltered, unedited. It's raw. What you see is what you get. I keep it real. And that's what I want to do. I want to keep it real because I want to be honest with you guys and everything. And, uh, that's what I do, man, and that's where I get a lot of love, and um, I just, to me, it's like doing the podcast, I make so much friends, and uh, to all the listeners, to all the podcast listeners, um, to all my close friends, and and to, like, No Father, No Problem, Sergio, and Beer Thug Life's Queen, Sour Queen Bee, and my girl Cynthia, and, and a lot of people. You guys are all in the Mega Man's family, man. I love you guys so much. And all to the fans around the world. Um, also, you know, like I said, to the podcast listeners, all you guys are my motherfucking friends, man. We're all family. We're all there to be help each other out. And um, that's all I can say. And uh, I just want to say one last thing. Um, <clears throat> to my newborn son, Emiliano. When you hear this, when you grow up, I want you to know daddy loves you. And I want you to know that daddy tried to make a difference um, on my podcast because I would want you to know how much love and passion and effort I put into every episode. So get used to it, Miliano. Because daddy loves you and I want you to understand your dad did something good. Okay? I love you. And I can't wait to see you in September. Alright, we're back on and stuff. We took a little beer break. We got some beers. We get, Right now, we're drinking Sandbox Car Problem Arizona to California. It's a double IPA brew with... Simcoe, mm. Nelson's, and Galaxy. Uh, the percentage is 8.4. That is something, I mean, it's... Talk about. We, we, we have to talk about because it's a, it's, a, it's a game changer. Yeah, what makes a beer 
alcohol volume. Or what does ABV even mean? Uh, alcohol beverage uh, volume. Is that is that do you know that for a fact? I I'm just saying I'm thinking beverage? it is beverage for a fact what for is it? volume. Alcohol bitterness volume. Yeah, something like that. What if it's not? We'll, we'll just see what happens. Damn it, bro. APV. I'm telling you, I just started. I'm I'm new. I'm fresh in the game. Dipping my toes in. Still not sure what anything means. Yeah. Is it hydrometer or hydrometer? How do you say it? We're, this Let is us know. We're all we're all like skeptic. We're all conspiracies. I mean, we see a lot of the cans with the upside down mm. beers. A lot of people are telling me you need to have certain. If you see the the bottles that are upside down, or we put them upside down, or this. Is it just a logo to say that it's an independent company? Yeah. But should you flip the beer upside down before you pour it? Should you not? Yeah. I mean, I think do whatever feels right. Mm-hmm. You know, do whatever feels right. Some people open champagne bottles with a knife. Oh, shit. <laughs> Some people open Coors bottles with their teeth. I can't do that. that? <laughs> I've seen girls do that, and I they have bigger balls than I do. Savages. What do you think about girls that say, suck my dick? Suck my dick? It means, like, I don't know, what, it's like a strap-on? No. <laughs> the phrase. Suck my dick? I mean, I, that's like, really? Like, what if your girl was like, she just threw the ball. Like, okay, you're on a basketball court. Your mm-hmm. girl has the ball. She just lobs it over. She makes she makes a three-pointer from like half court. And she says, yeah, suck my dick. What do you say to that? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> why? You know? Yeah. I'm like thinking to myself, if you're not uh, Kim, Kardashian, Kim Kardashian's dad, mm. I mean, something. I feel like girls could say that. I, I want them to say that. I, I love the idea that girls could openly say, suck my dick. Like, Can you hear a girl say, suck my pussy? It doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> it doesn't roll off the tongue. Suck my pussy. Suck my pussy. Suck my dick. It's like, yeah, this girl definitely has balls. Yeah. And balls, I think they are metaphorical. It's a metaphorical phrase and she's just... This hypothetical scenario she's saying... Suck my D I C K. No, sorry. I, I'm gonna. I'm. I feel like I'm there, and I will continue to take us and derail us like I have done before. Yeah, We've yeah. Hung out multiple times. Yeah, we're like we're everywhere, but I want. <clears throat> we took a little beer break, mm. and now I want all my podcast listeners to get to know you. Um, where did you grow up at? Fuck. Or where? Where were you born at? Dang. Well, one, I don't know where I was born at. Oh, I shit. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I lost the birth certificate. Uh-huh. It was burned in a fire. Really? Yeah. I I don't remember. Oh. But I was born in the city of Linwood. I, I lived in the city of Linwood. I think I was born in the city of Torrance or Carson or Torrance. Mm-hmm. Close by. But, uh, yeah, man, I you know, Linwood... Grew up in Linwood all my life and been living in Long Beach for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. 11 years, 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. Um, lived in North Long Beach for a while. North Long Beach is, is nice. I used to um, live over there, right there by um, Derry and South. Derry and South. There, Yeah, I live close to South by the, for, the Forest Park? 
or something park. That's where it's at, the Dairy Avenue, where you yeah. go to the forest. That, yeah. yeah, the hot. Well, it's not the forest is not dirty. They tore it all down. That, I heard they tore it. It was. Do you know that house? Do you know that forest? Right, that I think it was called D Forest. Yeah, it, that's that was a haunted forest. I've been there a lot of times. I used to go there with my kids all the time by like in the afternoon. Like, so I used to work in the film industry. Yeah, um, I worked from. I mean, I first started in L.A. Film School. L.A. Film School. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned how to use the Steadicam. And then I got my first gig it, doing a, a, a jib, a jimmy jib, which is a crane, um, crane operator or crane assistant. I was never an operator until later. But at first, like, I learned how to use, you know, the, the camera, how to reload the camera, how to clean the lens, how to make sure it was perfectly balanced on the crane because we have motors that make yeah. go um, tilt and pan. Pan means it turns right or left um, in the film world. So I worked a lot at the beginning, like a lot of oddball jobs. And I met this guy and, um, you know, he, he put me to work with a lot of um, uh, reality TV shows. So I did, uh, if you IMDB my name, my real name, which I'm not going to share it right now. No, no, no. But yeah, I could, I don't give a fuck. Hit me up, hit me up on the DM in my, uh, you know, Hummingbird Hop Slayer. Uh, follow me. Um, you know, I will tell you my real name and then you could IMDB me. But, uh, I did, uh, at the beginning and my wife knew this too, like, cause it's kind of like it brought in the money. So I did like reality TV, some, Kind of like uh, infomercials and pornography. So I, I damn. So I work I, like in the in the pornography field. Um, we the camera that we took. It's a it's a crane. Uh, it's called a Jimmy Jib. But if you use if you see it, the crane, it was actually used to create the story first. Mm. So we recorded the story. So one of the the ones that I remember was um, we were at a park and we didn't have. Security. We didn't have a permit to be there. We just went. We showed up. The my my uh, my contractor. I guess he was like, "Dude, you're gonna go over here. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna shoot it. We're gonna set up the crane. We're gonna just shoot something really quick, and we're gonna bounce. And then we're gonna go to a house. And the house was in like Malibu area on the um, like the one PCH typical and, porn video, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was like uh, we were in there and. Uh, we shot that, and then when we went to this house, it was like, yeah, like, we just shot shot the porn. And it was girl on girl. Um, no guy on girl, but it was girl on girl. And, you know, that's kind of like, I don't know, I mean, like, how do we end up here with the... Oh, fuck it, let's go with the flow. Go with the flow. We're going fuck with the flow. it. You want to hear more about this? Fuck yeah. Wanna, okay, I'll tell you more about it. <laughs> Unless you want me to stop. I don't no, know no, no. how we got here. Fuck it. Well, you, I, I love it. I love it, dude. My stories start in one place, and they... They take you through the woods, up the bridge, through the river, fucking. And <laughs> <at> <laughs> <the castle>. um, <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, if you want to know about um, that, it was a lot of the porn industry that the jobs that we did at first was just kind of like working with this one guy, and we did like a lot of the the backstory. Yeah, so there's like a there's actually like a story too. I like stories. A lot of pornography. Yeah, like it's kind of like you get into the scene. Like the girl was at the park somehow and. This other girl she saw, and long story short, uh, we ended up in Malibu mm-hmm. for this one, and yeah, it was a, uh, it was interesting. 
Like I, I want to say more, but I just I don't want to share too much. We'll, here we'll it keep it. We'll graphic. keep it. We'll keep it PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets it gets graphic. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, if you want to learn more about that, I mean, I I could come back. We could talk more just about yeah. that. And yeah, that's another episode. Our, that's like a yeah. rated R explicit episode. Yeah, no, but uh, um, yeah, man. Like um, Linwood grew up in Linwood, Long Beach, uh, North Long Beach, and then. Um, like in the retro row area, yeah, fourth and temple. Oh, right. Yeah, fourth. That was the name that you suggested, bro. We were going off of your name. You were, you were yeah, like, fourth and temple. It's yeah. right here. Yeah, you were like, what? I was like, what should we name this podcast? You were like, hey, uh, you know. So you were saying that Eddie Bravo, when he was in talking to uh, Joe Rogan, he was yeah. saying that he should name his podcast uh, or his his uh, academy Tenth um, Planet. Mm-hmm. He was just like, I don't know how they got to like, yeah. think of 10th and planning. I don't know how they got there, but you were saying we should use the street and the cross streets. So yeah. I was like, we're on 4th uh-huh. and we're on Temple. So we were thinking 4th Temple. Yeah. And I had a pop, I had like a profile. I had all that stuff. Yeah, I know. I remember yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah and, I, and it was like, I remember I was like, you were kind of like a regular too. Like I wanted to bring you back on. And oh, I was fuck like, yeah, yeah. I this shit. Like, yeah. Because when we did the first episode, we had a good flow and everything. It was yeah, like two yeah. hours. It was a, yeah, it was two hours. We, we got fucked hammered. Up. Uh, I think one of my buddies, no, nobody sparked it up. Nobody sparked it up, which is, uh, which is good. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's already one, one toxic environment. You yeah. Know, let's not add another one. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, it was uh, it was fun, good times. I mean, I've been living in Long Beach for a minute, and I love Long Beach. Yeah. And I I don't see a future without Long Beach, but I do know that if I do want to buy a house, I might have to either move to a certain part of Long Beach that I'm not sure I want to move to yet, or move maybe closer to like Lakewood. I don't know, Long, Long Beach is expensive. Like, I looked at the market, and I had already some, like, a realtor, and it's kind of like, it's, uh... Everything's getting gentrified. Fuck, but Big it's time. pricey, man. It's, well, I mean, because, like... Gentrification is just pricey. The Olympics are coming. A lot of the economy, like, Boeing's, like, a lot of places are moving. The Olympics are coming! Olympics, you got the Angels might be moving, hopefully, next where year. Where are they moving to? Oh, right there where the LA Sports Arena is at. They're moving? Yeah, they might be coming over here in Long Beach. Yeah, that's going to be the big thing and stuff. And that's where a lot of people, like, we're trying to see what's been going on. I mean, Mayor Garcia has been trying to uh, do a lot of things to try to bring more revenues into Long Beach. Much as he can, you know. Uh, with downtown, uh, what's been going on in North Long Beach and Pixby Nose area and this. I mean, he's just trying to do whatever he can. You know? I think he just wants to be centered and be like... Long Beach is good. Dude, you he's, know. A good lo- he's a good uh, yeah. mayor. Like, uh, I mean, hmm. I don't know. You want to hear a good story? Yeah. So last Friday, me and my girl and my kids, we went to go see Spider-Man at the Pike. And oh, the one, the new one? The new one. How's we went, uh, What's his name? Okay, we only saw 10 minutes of it. Because oh. last Friday, what happened? The earthquake. Oh, shit. So you left the theater. The whole building was going up and down. Yeah. was shaking. All of a sudden, like, people started giving out, like, leaving. White people, black people were staying. Mexicans were like, we're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so we left. Really? And so we're outside. All of a sudden, who we bumped into? Merrick Garcia's. He's like, oh, what the heck happened? He's like, oh, my God. Like He was flipping yeah. out with his whatever um, stuff. So he was like, okay, I got to do something about it and stuff yeah. like that and everything. What is he going to do about the earthquake? I don't know. Fucking stop. He was all freaking out. 
you know. Stop the tectonic plates. Yeah, because I, I think in between them. Yeah, so I think nah. at the, I think at the same time I was watching Spider Man. He was watching Spider Man too, mm. or whatever. So people were all freaking out. It was like, hey, I want my refund. People are yelling like, hey, I want motherfucker. I want my fucking money. Yelling, and they were giving out like uh, uh, little cards, you know, like for instead of refunds, we'll give you like, hey, come back, we'll give you a free movie and stuff yeah. like that. But it was scary, man. What, Those, what like, movie was he watching? I think it was watching Spider Man too, because it came out the same door we at where we're at. What about Lion King? He was probably watching Lion King. Lion King came out. Lion King's been out. Yeah, the I haven't seen it. Or what about Toy Story 4? Oh, fuck that show. I could totally see our mayor watching to- mm-hmm. Toy Story 4. Yeah. I don't see him watching, you know, Spider-Man. Not really. I that, mean, maybe. He's always at, he's always at Pixby Nose. He's, in the, yeah. he's in, the, in the hashtag good area. Yeah. 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 Pixby Nose is the, the nice area. The nice area of Long Beach. Yeah. But, oh. uh, no, hey, on the real though, ABV, um, it's alcohol by volume. By volume? Yeah, alcohol by volume. Oh. So, like, you see it right here. In the hydrometer, I was showing uh, Steven right now um, this Belgian pale ale that um, we worked on this mm-hmm. weekend on Sunday. Yeah. And it has uh, some numbers, some digits, and I was kind of breaking it down like how when um, you first make a, a beer or wort beers before you actually make it, it's called wort. Um, it, uh, it has a sugar content level and you measure it with this hydrometer and the hydrometer will give you the first reading. The first reading is called, as you all, you gangsters out there know, OGs, the real OGs, original gravity. So the original gravity to this was like 1.58, I think, or 1.5 something. Yeah. And uh, I don't have my notes. But uh, right now it's reading at one point, what is it reading at, Steven? Like, can you tell? It see it's changed a lot. You see by the by the this beer's gotten warmer. It was yeah. colder. Colder than like the air temperature. It was like uh sixty seven sixty nine actually. It was at sixty nine when I pulled it out. Yeah. Um so it's at it's probably like more at seventy five degrees right now, seventy four, maybe eighty. Yeah. And it's at one point one two. And if you do the math, like there's this calculator you could do, you could you could write it out. But you know, I just do the calculator. It was like, I think it it was averaging like four point nine percent alcohol by volume. Yeah. So when you know, once this beer is ready, once it hits one point oh one oh or one one, technically, like what the recipe calls for is one point one one point oh one two. I'm going to kind of drop the, the temperature on it to clear out all this uh, flocculation, all this, like, it's kind of, like, a little murky right now. So, clean it out a little bit. And then, once it cleans out, um, I will put CO2. And then, next thing you know, you'll have uh, a Belgian pale, Belgian pale ale. Belgian? Mm-hmm. Belgian pale ale? Yeah. And uh, hopefully, it tastes good. You tasted it. You tasted it actually it was good. without the... The carbonation mm-hmm. is just raw. This is just raw, raw, but it's good. Yeah, it has a good sweet taste to it. Oh yeah, right? it's sweet. Yeah, um, it still has that taste in my. I'm still the taste still. It's still stuck in my tongue mm-hmm. still. I put it on. I put it uh, in my story right now, but uh, I'm not sure. You could put it in your story so your peeps can see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, that's. I mean, I don't know, man. I'm. I'm just again, like I'm starting and I'm dipping my toes in this and. 
I, I, I got to give it up to like the people that have helped me learn a lot of the process. Like, like I had the ambition. I said, okay, let me get the book first. I want to stein fillers. I met this guy there, Gary. He's like one of the, um, I don't know, he was behind the counter and he was kind of a dickhead at first. He was really like mean, Come, came off really mean, but uh, he reminded me of a person that I knew, like just kind of like his style's really like dry, really straight to your fucking face. And this guy was like, dude, if, if you're not, you're not even brewing, like just read this book first. If you finish reading this book first, then you can get into brewing. And I'm like, all right, fuck it, I guess. <laughs> So I bought the book. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Or Gesundheit. Or whatever people say when people sneeze. <laughs> other than bless you. Uh-huh. Um, so he, uh, he, he sold me this book. I bought the book. I was like, all right, let me go with the book first. And I started reading the book. And um, after I read the book, and I kind of said, all right, I want to try it out. So I went to one of their... Um, so Steinfeller does, uh, you know, um, all grain classes or beginners like homebrewer class yeah i went to one of the classes and i was like all right i learned a lot actually like david said like by watching you know so i watched people and i watched how they did it we took notes and then the next day we bought like a partial mash um recipe which partial mash means it has um syrup like like malt syrup extract malt extract syrup so it's really like dark like brown it's like imagine molasses i don't know some dark freaking brown sugar yeah. uh, syrup, like thicker than, than maple syrup. And then it has a little bit of grains, you know, cause you use the specialty grains to like, to, to like dip it. Like if you were doing like a tea. Mm-hmm. So that was my first um, beer that I did something like that. Um, and it was through there that I learned. And little by little, I just started, you know, it's all the people, it's like by who you know, and this, this industry, it, like networking is really important. and. Um, big boys brewing. Like I know you're gonna have him this weekend or yeah. whenever you have him next. Yeah. Um, he's gonna be at Mola, uh, at the museum, and he's gonna be doing the their fe- their beer fest. Yeah. I wanna go before I head out on my vacation. I'm gonna go to Cancun for the first time. You should go. It's um, right here. It's in yeah, the hood. Yeah, it's right there. It's dope. Um, I think we'll go tomorrow. But he, you see my kettles. Uh, he hooked it up with my kettles. He sold them to me, and he's hooked it up just with his wisdom and his sharing his knowledge and then i have like uh some cam locks that he gave me he actually gave them to me for free super generous guy and his team like his support group like they're all badass like how I many know. people like at least two or three well it's him and this other guy i don't know the other guy i know david only and his his wife like i've been to his house super she follows yeah she follows me. i think she does she bro. says uh I think she does hair. Hair, yeah. They're legit. They're legit people. So if you are are out there, just definitely follow Big Boy Brewing. They're the next up and coming um, brewers. Like, um, you know, like I've tasted their beer nowhere near their level, and um, they're just someone to look up to. You know, like and mm-hmm. to learn from. And David's like super generous and kind, and he'll he'll share his information with you. And um, he's all about you know being like super supportive and. He's a Long Beach home brewer and a SoCal Cerecero. Uh, so, like, there's, like, SoCal Cerecero, um, they're, like, the the number one or, like, the first Latino-based or yes. Hispanic-based... Uh, Mex- they have Mexicans, Asians, and Blacks. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know how they categorize it, but, like, I think I saw... I heard them on Brewlosophy or Beersmith, one of the other podcasts where 
they talked about them and I, I thought I saw on a paper, maybe beer paper, it's just like this whole, they're the first Latino based um, home brewer club and they're, 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 they're badass, man. They, they get yeah. shit done and Ray, Ray is their president and, um, fuck, I'm sorry for forgetting your name right now, but he actually has this foundation, Gumball Foundation and I know I heard that, about it too, yeah. I know that because I, through my nonprofit, we were trying to collaborate and make something happen, but it ended up being that we made a rock paper scissors tournament at oh, Comic yeah, Space. Yeah, yeah. Um, which actually, it's a if you know how to play rock paper scissors, if you ever wanna you know challenge somebody, I'll let you know. Stay stay connected, and we're gonna do a tournament. But uh, you know, um, Fred also Fred Lamas from um, uh, Bookworm Brewing. He uh, he came through. I might be ha- I might have him on my podcast. You should get him on your podcast, bro. He's super. Chill guy, super cool guy, all around guy, super huh. awesome. I, I fucking love yeah. that guy. He uh he came through our our fundraiser and he yeah he he got he participated in the silent auction and he he got some cool things and um one of the cool things that he got was like a a private class with a Olympian in beach volleyball, which his daughter actually plays volleyball also, um and you will know that if you follow him um but like uh. That's, you know, that's kind of like my idea. It's like, like, you know, we connect people. We're a community and we're yeah. like, uh, or not my idea, but my thought. It's like, we're, you know, we all connect and we all, everyone has a story. Everyone's goes through their struggles. Like, you know, you know, like my dad passed away recently. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's, it's okay, man. I get it. Like, it's, it, it was different. It was weird. It's a weird process to go through. Like that beer, I had prepared it before my dad passed away. And then, um, something happened during the process and it went sour and I don't know why it went sour which I thought I followed all the the rule the recipe I followed everything that I was like my process and um both of them tasted like green apples and you know my dad actually loved green apples bro he was, nah, I'm just fucking with you. He didn't love me. Oh, fuck, <laughs> dude. <laughs> There's a connection there. Yeah, there's no a connection. I'm like, no. fuck, you got me. It was like, fuck. Green Apple's like, oh, Tears fuck, this is going to be good. No, no. My dad's Argentinian. He loved mate. He loved mate. Mate is really bitter. I don't know if you ever had mate. Mm. But I do want to make a beer that incorporates mate. It's a, it's a herb. And in South America, and especially in Argentina and Uruguay, um, it's... It's like uh it's like drinking green tea in certain Asian communities. It's like drinking um coffee in America. They're like drinking un cafe con leche in Mexico. Um or do people drink cafe con leche in Mexico? I don't know what they drink. Cafe or tequila in the morning. Um <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa used to drink cafe con leche a lot and the um the idea is that this mate was like kinda like a, a it's a tea and you pour hot water and you drank it and it was communal. It was like, it looks like a, imagine like this bowl, right? And you have herbs inside of it and that's the mate. And then you have this pipe inside of that, right? And like you drink, you put hot water and the hot water, it does the same thing as beer. It, it extracts sugars or extracts some sort of like enzymes from the grain. And in this, yeah. it was the herb. So it's extracting something from the herb, the mate. And then you drink it and you could drink it with a little bit of sugar to make it sweeter or just raw. And um, that was kind of like his his thing. So I do want to make like a beer with like maybe a little bit of that just to see see what the fuck happens. Yeah. I, I don't know what will happen. I don't know which beer to add it to. So 
if anybody out there has experience, you know, making beer with mate or herbs, like, please share that. Like, again, mm-hmm. like I've said it multiple times, dipping my toes, but um, those basically 10 gallons of beer, um, it's being dumped in the toilet or the freaking bathtub is, is trash. Mm-hmm. It's trash, bro. Like, I mean, it's hard making beers. It's hard. It's a process. It's a process, man. It's a process. But like again, like um, the kettle that I have, I, I do a Herm system. So yeah. it, it's like um, heat immersion, recirculation, um, mash system, which it recirculates the the mash. And I couldn't do it without um, those kettles right there. And um, I already, you know, I said Big Boy hooked it up, and he sold them to me. I. Uh, I got that frame right there. I eventually want to build, you know, build up on it. But I mean, I'm I'm not I'm patient. I'm not I'm like chill. Like, take your time. Take my time. Like yeah. Like go with the flow. Um, it's working right now. So yeah, like eventually, like you know, I'll uh, I my my, you know, I wish John was here because John's already great at. He's better at talking more about this. Like I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not the brains of the operation per se. But like but, you're uh, learning as you're going. We're definitely learning as we go, and yeah. that's with everything. You know, we're all continuing yeah. as learners, and if we're not, then what are you really yeah. doing? But uh, our goal is to be to participate in uh, the We Love uh, Home Brewers um, event. Um, I would like to participate, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to register for that. Let um, me know, dude. Yeah, I'll let you know. I think it's in November. It's coming up in November, so I want to make some beer and then keep some on tap, and then like eventually, I have another one of these uh, keysers. Um, I just need to put it right next to my toolbox and yeah, like eventually, you know, this garage will get filled with beer, everything. And I can't park my car at all, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's fine. Um, but that's like, dude, a lot of home brewers do that. Like, um, uh, I don't know if you, you've ever tasted his beer, but Tom Fontes, mm-hmm. uh, Fontes, he, uh, he's part of the Rose Park Brewing. I heard it, but yeah, yeah I, I think I follow him. Yeah, yeah, that guy, um, he gets down. He just won, he just won like some ribbons at the OC Fair, and his beer is good, and he makes really good uh, cider too. He you gotta he start just, somewhere. He makes kimchi. He gets down. He kimchi makes, yeah, beer. Yeah, kimchi. Well, not kimchi beer. Um, I was gonna say might, he might. He might after saying it, but uh, he gets down, man. He really gets down. He uh, the thing is like a lot of like it's like. It's almost like you're a chef, right? You're like learning the recipes, you're learning the taste, the flavors, what what goes well with your palate, what you might want to mix up. And um, that guy definitely has, he definitely has that. And I went to his house one day um, after a hard day of drinking and partying with some buddies. Um, actually, it was the same night that I told you about that one guy, white guy that came up to my buddy John and Calvin and say, hey, like, you guys seem like an interesting group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that day afterwards, because um, we started at Beachwoods, we went to The Ordinaire. I don't know if you've ever been to The Ordinaire in Long no. Beach, but The Ordinaire in Long Beach is, like, a spot between Beachwood and the con- congregation. Ordinaire. So, I don't know if you know where Congregation is. Yeah, I know where it's at. It's right so, there. it's right between Congregations and um, Beachwood and The Ordinaire. I think that's what I'm saying it right. Um... We got like a old English or not no English. That's a that's a fucking. <laughs> we got old fashioned and the old fashioned was uh, it was good and we kept drinking there, but uh, the next day we went to Tom's house just to see him brew. He was doing a mash system, uh, not mash, um, a 
brew in a bag, B-I-A-B, brew yeah. in a bag. So there's different ways to make beer, like different ways to do it. So he was doing a brew in a bag and my systems are Herm's system, his system, the one that he was using that day is a B-I-A-B, so you brew in a bag and he, he uh, when we showed up, he was cleaning up, but he gave us this like pineapple cider and it was like, it was bomb, bro. Like, you like this one, the, the sandbox? The, the pineapple one. Yeah, so it tasted like that. But like a cider, like okay, that, that tastes really good. Yeah, it's... this guy made something that was really, really good, and um, yeah, you know, you I've learned more the most through being part of the Long Beach Homebrewers Club, and you learn a lot. Um, you learn through clubs, being part of clubs, and like talking to other people. I think that's the that's what really elevated, like at least my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really recommend people if they want to get into the to the brewing scene, um, just join a club. SoCal Cervezas or they're like, I'm going to do that because when I take my break, yeah. my girl was telling me, like, what are you going to do? Like, what's your hobby going to be? Like, I want to start making craft beers. The SoCal Cervecetos, uh, local craft beers of Long Beach and some other societies and stuff but like you want, that. Like I told you, when I get back from Cancun, I'm going to make a wit beer. And I, I just want to make it because uh, I had one and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I just want to, you know, find a beer and a style and kind of make some more of it. So... Yeah. Come through, man. I'll let me know. Like, we can drink up and stuff like that. We'll drink down. Hell yeah. Well, that's all we're going to do. We're going to see what he has in the goodie box. We have the last can. I brought a four-pack. So we have the last can of the day. We are drinking a Monkish. What do we have? A swimming pool? Mm. Mm. Pools. Pool. Swimming pools. 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 Damn. I wish I, I had a restroom in here. I know. I had to go pee-pee, too. You but do? I was at home. I, I, it's okay. I go by bladder. Oh. I'm used to it. I can't. <laughs> you want to take a break right now? No, I'm peeing inside right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> Dude, like you're big on coming. Like your podcast. You who's Yo Yo? Who's uh? Yo Yo who, podcast. That's Martina Huda Moreno from the Yo Yo podcast. Who's Huda Moreno? He, he plays that's, in a band or something. No, like? that's Huda Moreno. That's Martin Moreno's son. Oh, uh, who's it's the guy a, that plays in the band? And Martin Moreno. Yeah, that's a slaughter. This is fake band back in Wilmington days. Wilmington. So he's from Wilmington? Yeah, he's from Wilmington. That's where my wife grew up in. Wilmington yeah, area. I live in Wilmington too. Damn, dude, Wilmington's tough. Like we were yeah, yeah we were out there. Wilmington is it it's a cool ass uh, city, but it, it's it definitely I didn't know this. Like it has like a like a, a tough side to it. Tough you know? side, but little by little it's like tough but gentrified at the same you think time. It's gentrifying? Yeah, a little. They yeah. wanna make there's a Someone's trying to make a... I forgot the name. Someone's trying to make a brewery out there. Dos Espadas? I know Dos Espadas. Dos Espadas? From, I'm going to have them on my podcast. They're from Wilmington. Wilmington, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have them on. They're from... Let me... I'm double-checking right I now. I want to make sure. I want to make sure we have... check because I don't want to promote something that... Yeah. I'm, I know for sure I'm going to have them on. It's... Uh, I think it's three guys. Two guys or three guys. But for sure I'm going to have them on. I can't wait. Mm. It's just it's it's all about timing right now and stuff like that. Cause I always I wanted them on because they'll be the first. Dude, I uh, really gotta take a piss. I know you want to take a break right now. Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. All right, we're back on. We had to take a fucking little beer, fucking like pee pee break and shit. <laughs> oh my god, Bisa style. Yeah. In the bucket. In the bucket. In know? the bucket. Show you my uh, pee pee bucket right there. How many beers have we tried today? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Seven and some of your little ones, so. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I wish I had beer for you to taste, but like again. No, it's okay. I'd rather wait till it's yeah. everything's fermented and stuff. But you like got that. to see the. Yeah. 
the Belgian, and um, that mm-hmm. should be ready when I get back to from Cancun, and mm-hmm. we'll bottle it or you know keg it, and then next thing you know we'll uh, we'll have a party, man. We'll invite whoever wants to come. We'll I'm down. An alley party right here, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll get a porta potty. Mm-hmm. We'll, be, we'll be set up, man. I'll bring some beers. I'll bring some uh, some good some uh, good beers. I mean, I give you a four pack. I mean, we're, we're down to the last can. Who are your like biggest followers, man? Who follows you and like who like? Because I feel like you know on Instagram, like even in my on my profile, the um, hunger hopstairs. Like I I do have some some people that I tend to to chat with and i used to chat with like like big big boys like from crappier scenes or like from whoever is whoever like for me like i like i'm trying to say like uh la beer maiden okay um i used to interact with her the most yeah um, i stopped after actually after like my dad but um lb brew dude a lot like i i talk with i talk with him a lot um tom fontes from rose park brewing like with him a lot um but that's kind of, you know, that's like my main, like, I don't know, like, I think people, my, people respond to stuff once in a while, but I, like, I just want to know, I'm curious to know, like, on your side. I, I, I can name him. You got Eddie Bravo, of course. He hits you up? Mm, once in a while. Man, that's not big then. I'm yeah. talking about, like, fucking, like, right like, now, in your DM, like, who's Oh, my DM? Okay, Philippe, uh, Philippe or Esparza from the What's Up Food podcast. He hits you up a lot? Hits me up. Philippe, where does that fool live? Uh well he lives out like in the valley but he was born in Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights. He has a podcast called What's the Food Podcast. Yeah, I I only know that because he's good. Your Hear that podcast? Dude, you promote him. Yeah, a lot, him. He's he's tagged you on stuff. Yeah, Bethel Duran from uh, Bethel Duran. He's a commentator for uh, the Galaxies, the oh, Chargers, the, the Dodgers. IPA or... Yeah, the Hochata drop, the mic drop over mm-hmm. at Aero Lodge. That was his collab. I was over there. I did a... How was that beer? The best. I never had a milkshake. <sighs> it was... What the fuck's a milkshake IPA? It was a Hochata milkshake. It was good. What it is tastes, it? What makes it a milkshake, though? Like? It's very creamy. It tastes like a cinnamon toast crunch. Mm. It was good. Okay. Hochata. A lot of cinnamon. And I like it because I bought the beer. Because if you look under the can, it'll tell you a lady, you know, like the date. Yeah. But it tells you... It the, the it tells you a funny meme. So his beer it says shut the fuck up. Mm, chata. Shut the fuck up. Oh. Yeah, him. Chata. That's yeah. That's what I think when I hear chata. Yeah, uh, George Perez, Side Getty, Martin Moreno. From, he's from Wilmington. Side Dick Getty. I I saw you. You were like in a battle with him. Oh wow. A long, it, it was a little. Ago, it was a, a promotion. Ago. It was a promotion. Temp- it's a promotion. Yeah, it was a promotion thing. But it's cool. He does his thing with the podcast. Martin, uh, Huda Moreno, uh, you know, like Beer Zombie, Beer Thug Life, you know, Unfiltered Brew, Crown and Hops, you know, like a lot of you. You'll see if you look at my if you look at my the people who follow me, mm-hmm. you'll see the little blue check marks here and there, like yeah. the main people and stuff that follow me. I got a blue check mark. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. fuck it, dude. I'm certified. I send my ID. I pay the money. Nah, I, I don't have a blue I always want one. I always, I always want to fuck you. Just give me a blue check mark. Don't you got to pay money for it? You have to DM them or let them know like how many people and why you want a blue check mark or something like that. You got to like... Yeah, you have to promote it or yeah. something. Or it depends on how many followers you have. Put a case. For, yeah. Yeah, okay. I want something. You want one? I want one so you bad. Do. How did you end up on Mega Man? Like, how, how did you get Mega Man as your... Well, that's my favorite game. Yeah, when people tell me why you put Mega Man six nine eight zero, well, that's my favorite game. 
Oh, Megan, I don't remember this part. Go ahead. Go 6980 ahead. is June 9th, 1980. Yeah. A lot what? of people thought it was 69. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Hey. A lot of people like, because I remember the podcast we had for yeah. some temple. He's like, why are you calling call 6980? Like, well, it's, it's my birthday. Like, oh, I thought it was the other one. Yeah. So, I, thought, I thought it was sexual. Nah. Like, you like 69. Well, it is 69, but it's it's kind of a... 69 is overrated. It's overrated. It's okay. You know? Right. Unless you don't get fart in the face. Hmm. The best. I love farts in the face. <laughs> I don't know about ass. I don't know about ass eating. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I don't know about that hepatitis. I don't know about that. Punch, shit. punch the fart box. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah, dude, I, that's funny. I remember now. I remember. Yeah, we. But what's the? How does? Do you know? I didn't know everything. So Mega Man, Mega Man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. What's your favorite spot? Like, what's that spot? Like La Perla. Where do you go eat or that? Where I go eat La Bella, like the meat market over there in San Pedro. That's how's, how's that spot? It's good. Yeah. Don't be surprised you meet celebrities there. Really? Yeah, I saw Brian Ortega. He eats over there. I took okay. a picture with them. He's always that. Uh, that's where, where is he, it at? Where Where is San Pedro? Uh, it's over there. I'll, I'll give you the address. I don't know. I'm a little buzzed right now. Uh, let, uh, it's fine. But let's go landmarks. All right, let's go landmarks. Is it close to? The Iowa and Portsoka, or more like um... you're like let's say you're going over the Green Bridge. Mm-hmm. There's a LA, there's a LA trade school right there. Like you go Gaffey. over there, like Gaffey. Gaffey. Pacific. No, that's Pacific. I think that's Pacific. You go over the hill, it's on your left hand side. Okay, it's that's right Pacific. there. That's Pacific. All it's, right, so it's on Pacific and yeah. one of those streets. All right. Yeah, you'll see it. It's on your. You ever been to Chody Man? No. 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 Dude, you gotta go to Chody Man. I've been to Busy Bees. Yeah, bis- dude, overrated. Busy Bees. Yeah, yeah, but Busy Bees was, damn, I was like, I was a mechanic, I was what, 20, mm-hmm. 20, 21 years, not even 21, maybe 21, let's go 21, I used to go during my lunch to Busy Bees, pick up like a big pastrami, you know, and then get a 40, a Bud Light, Fuck. and then go to the Friendship Bell and eat my pastrami at the friendship bell in a customer's vehicle <laughs> a friendship bell you just write the chill like the whole fucking view yeah everything yeah. beautiful and then drive back to work as a mechanic in carson and then drop my show that that spot fucking i love that spot yeah it's yeah. very chill. Yeah, it's good. It's good, man. I love you, it. You gotta try it. You gotta try the Chody, man. The Chody, man's good. I'll try the Chody, you know, like, that's the only taco place I like to go to in San Pedro. Like, it's cool to find taco places here in Long Beach, but that's one of my spots. And that guy, he follows me. He always shows me love. Like, hey, what are you gonna do? Because I'm gonna Who have... follows a, you? The, 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 the Buddha? Yeah. The Buddha guy? No, not him. Like, the one I always go to in San Pedro. The, with Brian Ortega. Oh, okay. That's I'm gonna the have guy from Busy Bees. No, no. Oh, fuck that. He has. He doesn't have an Instagram. Oh, but uh, yeah. don't they have a big Buddha right there? I, yeah, something like that. But I heard that this is a sound. Hey! Oh shit! We got some people right now. <laughs> we'll leave it on. We'll leave it on. All right. See you all next month. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. be back. We'll be back. Stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna leave it on right now. Who's opening the door? Who's open it. Open it. Open it. Open it. Who's opening the door? Uh-oh. It's the little man. It's the little toes. It's the alpha right here. Open it. Open it. We got it. We got it. We say, it's him. 
And a mama. Oh, snap. <laughs> Hi. 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 I asked you for something. What are you asking for? For the measuring tape. Oh. We don't have one. It smells like beer in here, sorry. Well, sorry. you know, it's close quarters. It's an open you beer. You drank all the beer you brought? No. <laughs> we drank all the beer that we brought. <laughs> yes, hi. Hi. We're doing a podcast, so we're like, ugh. You said so everywhere. I didn't oh. know he was down here. I was like, where's Ollie? And then he ran back up. He was crying, so you hit him, channel. <laughs> I gave him a dollar. He's like, no, I don't want your dollar. <laughs> Yeah. What do you need the measuring tape for? To measure the luggage. I want to see if the one my mom gave me is uh, not too big. Before uh, we start see? packing it. We're packing and preparing for it. Can you bring me one of the uh, from upstairs? Nope. The monkish? No, because I one? had asked you for it a long nope. time ago. Go get it. Can you send one of the kids? No. Nope. Can you bring me a beer from upstairs? No. Nope. Thank you. Lila, thank you. Close the door. Leave the place the way uh, you found it. Leave it. The fence. Yeah. It's cool. Nope. Here, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the podcast is still going strong. It's still going strong. We love it. We love it. But that's good. Like, like with everything and stuff, you know, like we know with San Pedro, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. What do you think about gentr- like the Long Beach was going on with gentrified? I uh, not much. Not much. It's like whatever, huh? I mean, I don't. I don't know too. I don't know enough to make. Because you're too too busy working. Yeah, like I, I mean, gentrification overall. Like I feel like people tend to hate on it because it's uh, it's basically pushing out a lower class based on you know their their ability to live in a in an area. So like like Inglewood, okay, Inglewood is is facing gentrification because so is Watts. And Watts, yeah. But, like, what I do know more is that Inglewood, the reason why they're facing it is because, like, they have the the new uh, the new football field, the stadium, and people are building, and re- the real estate around there is just the cost of living is going, it's going to go up because, um, I mean, you're closer to the park, and, you know, people know that now that you live closer to the park, you can charge more so it's fucked up so if, you, if you've been living there for years you don't have rent control and there's no ability to have insurance like oh i've been living here 20 years i've been paying you know a thousand two hundred dollars for rent now all of a sudden you're charging me three thousand dollars for rent like oh, shit. like what am i supposed to do like how can i pay that so you're forcing me to quit you're forcing me to leave so it's it's like oppression. It's basically oppression. You're oppressing a lower class because you have you're leveraging the power of that the the new how do I say it? I'm basically like so you have that that the stadium coming but you're also using your power that you're going to have more people you have people that will pay for it. So $3,000 for Somebody that's working, you know, minimum wage is not, is is really not feasible. So It's more like the high tax. Yeah, so like, next thing you know, you're going to charge $3,000 to live somewhere and, like, say some Joe Schmo from a different region says, like, I want to live closer to that because 
I want to be right right next to the field. I, I love the Rams, and I want to be right there, and I want to have. I have. I actually have season pass, and I, you know, or whatever. If even if you don't, like, it's just I want to live in that area because it's gonna be booming, you know. And three thousand is not. It's not a lot for you. So it's like, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not making sense. But no, no, no. It's just. It's the change. Like. A lot of the the middle class, low income, they're just moving out of Long Beach or whatever they're cities. They're not moving out. They're being forced out. They're being so forced gentrification out. Gentrification is more like you're being forced out. You're like, oh, that's scary. So somebody is is uh is charging you more money mm-hmm. to. It's like um, you're improving the housing and um. It fits more of a middle class yeah. stature than the lower class. So the lower class can't pay for the same. Like, if you work, like, at minimum wage and somebody's working at middle class wage and then next thing you know, you're forced to compete versus, like, dude, like, living is expensive. It's especially, what's up, Julio? Especially, like, in... And like even in Long Beach, like there's no rent control, so like the price of even my my uh, apartment went up, and I was like, well, fuck it, I'll continue paying it. But if it goes up more, like I can't pay for it. So next thing you know, like I'm, I will be forced to make a decision: do I want to continue paying this much to live ten blocks away from the beach, or do I want to live? Because you live in a good area, like where you at. I feel like it's a good area. I feel oh like yeah, this is nice. Like, Anything like from seven going up to PCH is bad, mm-hmm. but like PCH going up to Signal Hill is good. So yeah. it's like it's at the middle ground. But you're like going from seventh going down to fourth yeah. or tenth, whatever. It's it's good. Yeah, like downtown Long Beach, like by the courthouse, like you see all those like uh, little retail shops that are available for people who want to bring their business there. <laughs> Um, so it's like a rising, it's like an influx in business. So good luck on it, that. Like yeah, like people will take it, but like if you want to live near that area, like I had a homie that lived out there and he was paying like I think twenty eight hundred dollars a month. A month. For how many bedrooms? I think it was two. How many bathrooms? Two. One. one. It's a, it, was, it, was it was condominiums. Like, it was most likely like yeah. I don't know. I went to his house one time, um, and you know who you are. Fuck you. Nah. <laughs> You're you're good now, bro. You're you're set. Um, yeah, like parents and you know, as a as a parent, as an adult, I'll, I'm gonna do whatever is best for my family, and like I will take all these facts and all this data into consideration. So if if all of a sudden they were to ri- raise the fucking cost of living in my like not the cost of living but the cost of rent in my um for my apartment, if it went up a thousand and I had to pay. A thousand dollars and what I'm paying now. I'm gonna look at my wife's income, my income, and our expenses and say, is this reasonable? And then it's like, is this the right thing? Because like, dude, if you paying like seventy five percent of your income to pay for your housing, and then twenty five percent for what? For food, for your car, like it's it's just you know it's not cool, but. That's basically what's happening in Inglewood. Like, there's like a big um, influx in in wages and and just the. Uh, That's crazy. You know, it's the, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like just like they call it affluent residents, basically, and businesses, and um, 
it, it's it's a controversial topic. Like some people like it. I mean, like if you're able to afford it, and say like you're able to afford it, like it's the, there's there's a side that may like gentrification. You're like, yeah, I'm able to afford where I live. Go up another thousand dollars. Fuck it, I don't care. Push out all the fucking grind, all the shit, and then it makes it better for me. Like yeah. I'm all about it. But there's those that are not able to afford it and they're good people and they can't, they don't work at that level and they don't make that form of income. And then next thing you know, they're like, I am only, you know, I'm I'm living at this wage and now you're forcing me to live at this wage because why? Like there's no rent control and all of a sudden you decide to raise it because there's a, this establishment coming in my area and like you want me to pay more because all of a sudden there's more people of this level coming in like yeah it's like competition but um it's 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 i don't know if we're living in scary times but with a lot of people like the people who've been here longer they're moving out to certain cities or or some of the the highland desert or in the empire but it's just like just you could just see it in Long Beach. Everything is changing little by little, you know. Yeah, I love Long Beach. I love Long Beach too. I want to stay here, much as uh because it's always been home to me. I mean, with everything, with I know the whole changing, but I know it could be good or it can be get. I mean, bad, but it's changing, you know, dramatically and stuff like that. Yeah. So, excuse me. For, so maybe it's for the better good. That's what I'm saying and stuff like that. To see how it is. Yeah. But that's just crazy. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to get all fucking political and shit, no. but it, 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 it's, it's a little taste of like what's going on in Long Beach, which yeah. I want to talk about. I just, it's just our insight, and I don't have enough information or knowledge to make the, the best, um, observation on it or like most, uh, intellectual answer, observation. Um, or answer even that question, but I just do know that from my experience, from what I've heard and from what I've seen and gathered, um, that it could, there's pros and cons to both sides. There's pros and cons. Um, like in Long Beach right now, um, something that we're not talking about, it's like, there's a big homeless population. Big time. Growing. Oh yeah. Even Long Beach has applied for certain grants to help support those homeless populations. But then there's the other side of people saying like, a lot of people in the homeless in um world or i mean in, in that in that stature in that i don't know in that in that uh it's not dichotomy but uh um in that situation um don't want the help don't want to be in a housing don't want to be placed in some form of like hostels type of environment where you yeah. need to apply for you know, housing, they actually prefer to be out there. There's like this big mental illness piece that comes to it. Like a lot exactly. of the individuals that are out there are like, they're dealing with mental illness. Yes. And dude, like I've, I've gone downtown and I've seen people, I even right here, Scary. like down in my alley, like I've had people living like right there, right across the street from my garage, like not even across the alley from my garage. And they had a house and it's like, you know, I come out and they say hi and I say hi and I was like, fuck, I guess that's my new neighbor. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I'm not going to tell that person to leave because one, I don't own that property. And two, like, who's to say that person is not living the way they feel that they should be living? Like, I don't know. He seemed, he seemed fine and he, he was like not, a, he never felt like a threat. 
Um, but then yet I had people living next to me when the apartment next to me got abandoned uh, because of like there was a big um, rise in or spike in uh, you know fees. Like there was people living in the garage, and that guy he seemed sketchy, and he was like it was like multiple people living in there, and it was just like it just felt sketchy. Like it was just weird. Um, plus it was closer to home, so like there was this whole sense of like I don't know who this person is, and it's just like it's just a you know it's fucked up but like honestly candidly speaking it was like uh you know um i don't know this individual he's seems homeless and it seems like he's just you know like i don't know i don't know what's his i don't know who he is and he was living in the garage and next thing you know like my neighbor and i were like trying to get him to leave because one it's like you're pissing on inside the garage and you can see the pee coming out and it's like you're you're burning stuff in there because we smell something burning and it's like what the fuck's going on in there it just didn't make us feel safe but i mean motherfuckers could do that within their own housing they could do the same the same way he's living they could live within their own house but it's just uh it made us not feel safe and we asked you know that he stepped out of there because that was private property and it, it was like almost a whole full year battle and um Four years? Full, full, full. Oh, full, yeah. Not one four. Year. Okay. Full year, one year battle. And uh-huh. it was, uh, it was hard, man. It was like, it was like, damn, like, what the fuck? Like, but like, to some people, that's not a challenge. Like, some people, they could have, they have homeless people living in their backyard all the time. And they're like, yeah, that's what I have. And you get accustomed, you get desensitized to it. But like, yeah, we have one guy there, then another person over here. And it's like, it was just to the point where we were like, kind of like, nah, we're not having it anymore. And we're going to, we're gonna speak out against it and the reason we didn't want it because one we didn't there's a level of so julio hey, hey. there's a level of like security you feel at least to your neighbor moving in because you know that management has probably done like some form of background check credit check so when you have someone that is walking in there with you know pretty grimy like i don't know i didn't want to be fucked up i don't know if it's wrong but like i know there's like groups out there that are supporting like people that are homeless and they're like you know that you should not judge them or stuff like that like i definitely know that because i've 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 had conversations with them but it was just a but we don't know but we don't know what what they've been through no for me it was like i have a house i have or apartment but i have I have a household a household to protect and you know I got three boys and my wife and like when I go to work it's like is this person you know like a threat and you know mm. it's like you you feel that you feel mm. that regardless of whether that person is or not and luckily that person was not a threat to that level but that they had some weird moments yeah but it's just uh it's it's tough some people I mean, look at Skid Row, man. There's, like, a Bad. lot of poverty. And in Long Beach, like, they were saying that they want to do... Um, they're, they're applying for a grant. And also, they're making homes in somewhere in North Long Beach. They're applying for a grant to make yeah, homes. make homes. better homes. Yeah, yeah. And for them to, to live in. But, like, is that what they want? A lot of these people are in, like, mental illness. And a lot of these people are... are um, have conformed to living outside and that's this is what they want to live dude like i i bike ride you know and i bike ride down la river and i was witness some weird shit i saw this guy i was bike riding and i saw this guy get pushed like on the bike 
onto the rocky side of the LA River, pushed hard by this an- another person, and he fell from his bike, well, flew from his bike, landed on the rocks face first. You could just hear splat, like, bah! And he gets up, and it's like this big red patch on his left side of his face. I don't know if, like, his skin burst or if it was just one big um, hickey or bruise. Hickey! But, yeah, and that's not even the the end of it, dude. I I saw guys, like, down Anaheim Bridge, if you ride by the LA River, Anaheim. Yeah, not even uh, LA River bike path under the Anaheim Bridge. All those tents you see? Yeah. Yeah. There was this guy with a fucking uh, long pole and a knife duct tape to the front of it and he's just like scratching on the floor looking at people and just kind of like taunting people it's like damn like what the fuck like it mental illness like doesn't like when you really think about it and see like the way that people perform and act like that if he that guy was like to his uh, in his head he was like i'm just gonna poke him or i'm just gonna tickle him you know like for in his mind he could think that's like a feather and that's not gonna do anything or he knows he's gonna kill you he just wants to kill you for the fun of it to see like what's I don't know but I call the cops on that motherfucker cause he scared the shit out of me it's bro. crazy like, I was like, it's crazy in Long Beach it's crazy but, with a lot of things what's going on and stuff like that they have to, to make a, a change because hearing the Joe Rogan's podcast and hearing the stuff like where a lot of homeless they move you out here I'll give you $100 you move to another city or this or whatever because the homeless is who knows it can go, go. It can go back for where that person was normal. Then all of a sudden, the recession hit in two thousand eight, two thousand five, with George Bush and everything, and it, it just it went down. It went downhill. Who knows? Yeah. It's just crazy and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's just like that's something where Long Beach has to get has to fix something and everything. Which that's something where down the road they have to to do whatever they can to fix that problem. But. Uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. That's crazy. But, you know, like, with with him and me, we're Long Beach guys, and we want nothing but the best for Long Beach to the fullest, you know. And, uh, you know, that's that's our heart, you know. Like, we love Long Beach, the crappier scenes, the community and stuff like that. We just, we give a fuck about our city. And yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like I could do more, but I'm not doing more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, like I love the city and I love it and I respect it. And but it's like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing like, I'm not doing enough to, to promote the city or mm-hmm. to support it. There's people that are advocates that are actually, um, you know, like, in like the civil, what is it called, like the civil, like, um, government to mm-hmm. support it. That's yeah. not that's not my stuff. I'm, I'm just laying low. I'm just a regular Joe Schmo doing my thing. Yeah. And we just we just want the best for the city. That's all we care about. No, I I, I do. Yeah. I wish the city's dope, but at the same time, like you know, yeah. um, I guess I, I'm more of an individualist too. At the same, uh, you know, like I'm not trying to be a dick, but like it's like this me vale madre attitude too. Like like you know, mm-hmm. if it comes down to it, push and shove, and like. Fuck it, whatever it is, it is. Like, if you try to charge me for a lot, like, if I gotta go, I'll go. But there's people that actually will stick around and fight for it, and I'm not, I'm not even in that level. Like, 
Yeah. You know, when when I think about um like even you know, like uh I guess uh if you call it like fucking uh um what do they call that? Um pinches um uh bear with me. It's coming. It's coming, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> it's fucking um conspiracy theorists, you know, yeah. like it's it's like you know, like they say like that government is, you know, utilizing, you know, kids to scare them and get their blood to create this whole fucking this madre. Like I don't know, I think this is a good place to stop though. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of conspiracy stuff. But it's a lot of what everyone wants to talk to an opinion. It's just that with Long Beach, we give a fuck and we're just gonna go by that. Yeah. I wouldn't even put the last part. Just remove that last part. No, it's all it. No, it's I'm all pretty, good. I'm pretty faded now. No, we're faded. We're when we get buzzed, we we give a fuck. I felt like when we drink, we give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I give a fuck, but it's like it's, it's like I give a fuck, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But that's we'll just go by that. Um, other than that, dude. Tano, thank you for having me. And thank you for being on the Mega Man's podcast. Yeah. We're a little buzzed right now. Uh, we drink some good shit. Yeah. And uh, I just, um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. And where can people follow you at? Um, oh, yeah. People can follow me at uh, Hummingbird Hop Slayer on Instagram. And uh, yeah, just stay connected. But, uh, you know, Steven, fucking... Just follow you. It's about you, bro. Follow you. No, it's um, funny. No, dude, this is your episode. Nah, it's, it's all good. This is all you. This all is good. all just, you, dude. I just wanted to have fun. I wanted to unplug from the Matrix and just, you know. You mean for the wife of the kids? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hang out with you and just chop it up. You're a cool fucking guy. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I've known you for a minute already. And, yeah. you know, I believe in, like, what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, let's do this. Let's have fun. Yeah, man. I mean, we had all the beers. Yeah. I mean, how many beers we had? Seven. Seven. Seven beers. Sandbox, of course, and we had technically five. Well, eh, yeah, but and maybe this little one. No, that's yeah, yeah. The little one's strong. That's good. That's gonna that's gonna come up. Yeah. But um, other than that, subscribe to the Making Mass podcast. Please rate and review. Leaving those five stars on Apple, iTunes, and podcasts. Um, you can find my podcast on Apple, Google, Anchor, Podbean. Spotify, the whole nine yards. Um, other than that, like I said, Chano from Hummingbird Hop Slayer. Thank you so much for for being on the Mega Man's podcast. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, follow Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Hit that fool. Hit that fool with the like. Subscribe. Hit, Hit that button. Yeah. And <laughs> I challenge anyone to do jiu-jitsu with this guy. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs>